Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Hi. <laughs> wow, incredible intro. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to come up with a better way to introduce this, the show. That's fine. With a lot of fanfare. All right, let's get into some news stories from this past week. Up first... Did you know that they are coming out with a new Son of Sam documentary? I didn't. It's going to be a docu-series on Netflix. Okay. And this is from IndieWire. They say the Son of Sam trailer Netflix docu-series asks if David Berkowitz really acted alone. Hmm. Netflix, this, this is an article from... Tyler Hersko out of IndieWire, it says Netflix's next documentary will examine one of the nation's most infamous murderers via the upcoming The Sons of Sam, A Descent into Darkness docuseries. The streaming service released the trailer for the four-part series Wednesday. The docuseries, which consists of a four-hour-long episodes, will premiere May 5th on Netflix. This is the Netflix synopsis. It says, The hunt for the son of Sam captivated the world in the late 1970s, but this story behind one of America's most notorious serial murders is all but forgotten. Until now, while the arrest and conviction of David Berkowitz brought the nightmare to an end for many New Yorkers, for journalist and ultimate evil author Maury Terry, the real mystery was just the beginning. Terry, convinced Berkowitz had not acted alone, would go on to spend decades attempting to prove that the web of darkness behind the murders went deeper than anyone imagined, and his pursuit of that elusive truth would eventually cost him everything. Ooh. It goes on, but that's the gist of this new docuseries. That sounds interesting. I kind of like when a a well-worn topic... It becomes the story about a person who's obsessed with it. Same. That could be like a more interesting twist for me, for sure. I think I'll be willing to watch this if there's like a different spin on the case in terms of like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what the theory is that this, he didn't act alone. Oh yeah. That's interesting to me. Uh, so yeah, it sounds interesting. I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it too. I I still haven't seen the John Wayne Gacy docuseries. Is that on Netflix? No, that's on Peacock. Oh, well, I don't have Peacock. Do you have Peacock? It's free, yes. Peacock is free? Yes. Oh, I I had no idea. Yeah, you just give them your email. Okay, well, I can do that. That's where I've been watching Criminal Intent. Oh, I had no idea Peacock was free. They should really say that. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, because at some point I was just like, I'm not getting another fucking app. Like, right. what am I going to spend two hundred fucking dollars on apps a month, streaming right. apps? Like at this right. point, no, it's uh, free. I mean, there's, okay, there's ads. Okay, I don't care about that, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I haven't seen it either. Okay, our next story is about the Coors Cat. Oh, the one that ran on the field. Yeah. Now, I was not watching this game when it happened because I was watching the Giants game. But uh, let's see this story. uh, I guess I don't know exactly what day this happened, but the story I'm reading from from the Denver Post, it came out on April 7th. It was around then that this story happened. I think it was over the weekend. It was. It was pretty recent. Um, A cat came onto the baseball field. Love it. In the middle of the Dodgers-Rockies game. Always great. It's one of my favorite things that happens sometimes. It literally makes my week. Same. <laughs> when I see a cat, it's like all, all of a sudden it's the best game ever. Right. And I would love to be at a game when that happens. I can't even imagine how exciting it is. Right. <laughs> and this cat was particularly like the cat that looks like it was haunted by a man or something like or a spell was cast because it had the gray like. It was like a wizard cat. Totally. Amazing looking cat. It was an absolutely majestic, magical, mystical cat. Yeah. 
could have been in Cats, the musical. Absolutely. Like this cat had personality. It was Jellicle. <laughs> Absolutely. The story was reported in the Denver Post by Elizabeth Hernandez. The headline reads, take me out to the ball game. Meow. Oh, meow. I was like, I was like, I was wondering what the pun was. No, meow. Take me out. Okay. Meow. That's pretty good. I'll give it to her. It says, uh, glowing yellow eyes encased by fluff surveil the streets of Denver's ballpark district surrounding a kingdom built on the back of baseballs, bats, and feral cats, a tried and true American tale. On Friday night, one bold feline dared to go where few of its comrades have trod before, going viral by darting across a Major League Baseball field mid-game and stole the collective hearts of sports fans the the nation over. But in the bowels of the ballpark lurks a pack of feral felines, according to those who frequent Rockies games. They're the cats of Coors Field. (gasps) Ooh. Desi. Coors Field has a whole colony of feral cats. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the best thing about them. Easily. About the Rockies? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we have some Rockies fans who are I'm listening. just saying. That's a great thing. <laughs> uh, it says they're the cats at Coors Field, and their fans say they help keep the joint and the mice running. <gasps> a few facts about the felines whose street smarts put Dinger to shame. They've amassed a loyal fan base, complete with paparazzi. They've called Lodo home for decades, even before Coors Field was constructed, and they're elusive. While a Rocky spokesperson told the Denver Post over the weekend that a number of feral cats live around the ballpark, the team's PR squad turned down a subsequent request to discuss the stadium's clandestine cat residence. Now, there is a Twitter account... Uh, let's see the subject run by a woman. Her last name's Heard. Shannon Heard. That's her name. Okay, so she runs an account about cats in at Coors Field. Oh, in cool. Colorado. So I I was take. It's called Coors Field Cat. The bio reads, I live at 20th and Blake in and around MLB's best ballpark. Huge fan of the Rockies. Anything feline and appearing in random places. Seeing me is good luck. So there's like this one particular tuxedo cat. <laughs> that's like one of the cores cats that I guess this Twitter account is like an homage to yeah. or whatever. Anyway, there's like a colony of little kittens. <gasps> that's so That cute. I saw on this Twitter account. I'm a big fan of feral cats in places where humans are. Yeah, I like it. Like Disneyland. Have they not had... Cats run on the field before? No, they have. Okay. That's what the whole article was about. Yeah. I'm, I think they've run on the field before. I just don't remember it being a big story, I guess. Like, right. This one seemed pretty big. Yeah, it was exciting. I yeah. feel like once a season, there's a cat that runs on someone's field. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I just didn't know it was a Coors thing, like a Coors field thing. No, but this story in particular was just about... I mean, I would like to hear about feral cats at Oracle Park. I would be surprised if Dodger Stadium didn't have feral community. They have to, right? Yeah, because that's, you know, I'm in kind of in that neighborhood adjacent. I am in that neighborhood, yeah. and there are cat colonies around here. Definitely. Okay. Our next story is a very important story to me. It's about Christopher Maloney. Oh. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like to think that there are people waking up to the fact that Chris Maloney has one of the greatest asses in show business. It's almost disturbing to me his ass. Like I have to say, it's I've never seen an ass like that before. It's beautiful. <laughs> have you seen it naked? I looked for I pictures. Ha- of course, he was on Oz. That's what I was looking for, but I couldn't get like a good image. His ass was all over that show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't watch Oz, but I thought there would be pictures of it online. I've look for years, for many years, I have looked at ass pictures of Chris Maloney. Like going on over a decade now, I have looked yeah. at Google image searches of his ass before. Okay. I've never even seen the show Oz, but I I've, haven't either. But I've considered watching it just for Chris Maloney. That's what I was going to do. Maybe we should watch it. Uh, I saw some shower scenes, but they didn't go down low enough for me. <laughs> I don't 
no. I'm just saying they were strategically edited. I'm going to ask Frederick because I'm pretty sure he watched Oz because I know he's a Chris Maloney fan. Okay. So I just want to be told what episodes to watch. So the story... <laughs> So the story is this guy on Twitter named Peter N. Hess. He tweeted that he said SVU is filming in Park Slope this week and someone in the neighborhood Facebook group posted this photo of Chris Maloney. And it is a picture of Chris Maloney from the back and his ass is particularly bulbous and delicious. Bubble butt. He has a bubble butt and it's glorious looking. Do you like asses like that on guys? Of course. Really? Yeah. I've just never even thought of it. And look, for me, <laughs> Chris Maloney is like the whole package. Right. I mean, look, I will admit, like, I like all body types. I'm not like... I've just never had a thing where I'm like, ooh, that guy has a great... Like, that's oh, never, I am. That's not my thing, I No, think. I like a butt. Okay. I like a big butt. Yeah. <laughs> Learning Give things. me a nice big butt. Uh, I love his ass so much. So I don't. I don't think they're actually filming SVU. I'm pretty sure they're they're filming his new show. Right. Well, of course. Right. They're filming the spinoff of Law and Order. What is that one called? Organized. Organized crime. crime. Okay. Which I did watch last week, the premiere of, mm-hmm. obviously, and I was a little upset they didn't have the dun dun. Yes. Did I talk about this last week? I feel like I've you've talked about it to me for sure. I've, I've complained I about it. it. Yeah. I've already complained about it to you. Uh, so yeah, so that was a big story for me personally this week was Chris Maloney's ass spotted in Park Slope. And a lot of people also like that guy Milo Ventilla. Oh, thighs. Milo Ven- Ventilamiga? Yeah, yeah, his thighs. He's he, got he, big old juicy thighs. The, see, those looked more appealing to me. Are like you a big thigh, thigh girl? Maybe. Because then a lot of guys started posting their thighs and it's like, yeah, crack me open like a nut. <laughs> get, me, get me in there. Our friend Big Hearn posted a thigh pic. Did you He's see it? He's got great thighs. He has some juicy thighs. Yeah. yeah I feel like that looked me up more like, mm, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Look, you're a thigh girl. I'm a butt girl. Yeah. we. It's good. We will never cross over. No. <laughs> So our last news story... Oh, wait. Just kidding. We have several more news stories. Okay. okay. Uh, our last Twitter news story. This was a tweet today posted by CBS Sports. Oh. Did you see this? I don't know. CBS Sports posted about the Masters coming oh, I up. I did see this. <laughs> this, is a, this is a golf... A golf thing. Like yeah. I don't. I, I don't watch golf. Look, this is the only relevant golf story to our like relevant to our interests. I will never talk about golf again on this show, except for right now. This yeah. is the last time I'll talk about golf. But CBS Sports posted about the upcoming Masters, and they posted a picture and including a, included a link to watch live coverage from the Amen Corner at the Masters at cbssports.com. And they captioned the photo, an iconic group of holes. <laughs> now, no. the, the tweet was quickly taken down because I guess they didn't realize that they had posted that to Twitter and that people right. were going to dunk on it. Much like uh, Coach Horny the day before. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about Coach Horny. I forgot. That was on my birthday. That's right. That was so... It's like you can't... Post this on Twitter. No, come, come on. on. We're too immature. <laughs> We're not mature enough to handle this. Can we talk about the fact that this guy's name is Coach Horny? How do you... I mean, first of all, marry me because I need that last name. <laughs> <laughs> if my last name was Horny, I would be in heaven. <laughs> Some... How do you... Also, the way... I mean, you have to wonder with these social media managers, like, because that Coach Horny one was like... You, Welcome, Coach Horny. <laughs> like, there's just no way you could be on Twitter and post that and not know. But you know this guy was in a real pickle because that is the man's legal name. Right. It wasn't like a nickname or something like that. He's yeah. like, how, how? I can't believe we have to make this announcement that Coach Horny is the new coach for... Not only do they have to make the announcement, but they can't act like there's anything weird about it. <laughs> like they can't say, we know, we know. Because right. I'm sure the guy is probably sick of it. Oh, like, I'm there's sure. no doubt. So they have to be like Coach Horny and not act like, what? What are you laughing at? There's absolutely nothing wrong with Coach Horny. 
<laughs> this was like a new coach that like a college football team had hired. It was some college. It was a college team announcing that they had hired a new coach and his last name was Horny. Right. So yeah, we're 12. It was like, <laughs> what was his name? Nick Horny? And I, I, I don't think, it, I don't know if it was Nick. I want to, was it Corey? No, I can't remember what it was. Dude, it, maybe it started with a C. Yeah. I don't know, but they definitely called him Coach Horny. Yeah, it was init- <laughs> the initial announcement was Coach Horny. <laughs> it's just such a funny name. I'm sorry, especially with Coach. Like, yeah, the Coach at, takes it, it to another Mr. level. Mr. Horny. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> Dude, it's all funny. Doctor Horny. Oh, Doctor Horny is that's illegal. Like, <laughs> you can't even have that name as a I, doctor. I bet there is a Doctor Horny that exists, and I'm going to look it up right now. That is like. Would you ever go to Dr. Horny? Like, come on. Especially if he was like a gynecologist. <laughs> I bet there is one. Wait, Dr. Michael Horny. He's out of DC. He's a chiropractor. Oh my God. I mean, that's... Oh no, wait. No, not he's out of... He's out of New York. DC, I guess, is what a chiropractor is. Oh, okay. Dr. John Horny, gastroenterology. Okay, those seem okay. Because you have to pick the right field, probably. <laughs> Oh, I like this guy's name, Dr. J. Horny Ox. He's a fertility doctor for men. Okay, that's pushing it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it says mensfertility.com. Is this a product? Maybe it's a product. Oh, okay. But there are Dr. Hornies. Okay, that's that's crazy. Oh, my God. But yeah, the whole one was funny. Michael Horny, PhD. We're just giving free press for all these doctors. If you're looking for a doctor, if you recognize any of these doctors' names. Can you imagine someone picking a doctor based on our recommendation just because their name is Horny? (laughs) He sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Look, if you have that last name, you probably have to be really good at your job. Dr. Wayne Horny, MD. Wayne Horny, come on. (laughs) (laughs) He's out of Christiansburg, Virginia. He has over 44 years of medical experience. Okay. Dr. John Horney in gastroenterology in Atlanta, he only he has a one-star rating. Ooh. That's not doesn't sound good. No. That's not very horny. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, sorry, I got distracted. Uh our next story reminds me of the time I'm not sure if you did this on a mini episode or a bonus episode, but we talked about failed product launches, like failed products. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things was Colgate brand frozen dinners. Yes. Now, we talked about that at length, why that was a bad idea, because nobody wants to eat a meal that they associate with a toothpaste brand. Yes. This takes that to a whole new level for me that a brand is transitioning into people food. Okay. And by that, I mean, fancy feast has come out with a line of recipes. They have cook a cookbook (laughs) for humans. Oh, not for cats. That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Fancy Feast has come out with Petite Feast, a cookbook, recipes for humans inspired by the exquisite single-serve entrees cats love. Okay, but I want this cookbook. (laughs) (laughs) So that's human versions of their cat food recipe. Like, how good do they think their food is? Do you know what I mean? Like, It just seems so odd to me because I get, like, cat food brands... Or all pet food, they try and market it as like, it's good enough for you to eat. It's, right. They try to make it sound tempting. Lamb stew. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or something with gravy. and Or, you know, now they have, since a lot of cat food and dog food, they have a lot of grain-free options. A lot of it's like roasted butternut squash with chicken. Right. I was, I was laughing today at the rescue. One of the cats had a sign up, a new cat, and she it said, she prefers food with gravy. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of cats too, but it just sounds so Me funny. Me too, bitch. Yeah, gravy. Put some gravy on that shit. <laughs> do you want to hear some of the recipes? I do. Ancho butternut squash chicken street tacos. I mean, these sound good. All the food. You're not giving your cat ancho chili. 
<laughs> That's going to be some fucking soft serve in the litter box. <laughs> there's no way. Like all the recipes, like the dishes themselves, there's nothing inherently wrong with them. No, but it's just the thought of it being associated to Fancy Feast. I can't do it. Oh my God. Here's another one. Chicken and ramen with tomato honey butter sauce. I don't know any cats who are eating tomatoes. No. I would love to know like what these recipes are based on. Do you know what I mean? Like how they came up with what it had to be, like what, what would, ingredients. Which fancy feast dish it was inspired by. Look, if you're going to do the cookbook, I want to see here's turkey dinner right. and here's our human version. <laughs> And I want it to be very similar in some Same. ways. Right. Like if there's corn in it, I want buttered corn on the side. If you're going to be gross, just fucking go for it. Now here's one that might be the most similar that I've seen so far. Chicken bolognese loaf. Okay. Yeah. Loaf sounds cat foody. With And it looks cat foody in the picture. With angel hair pasta. Ugh, I don't want that. No. This doesn't look... Awesome. Why has sliced cherries, tomatoes, and peas on the side? That is very cat to have the peas. Yeah, Yeah, peas. I actually opened up a can of cat food today, and there was literally a green pea in it. Really? Like I could see the whole green pea. Wow. I had never seen that before. (laughs) I'm telling you, cat food, the technology for cat food has come a long way. Yeah. They're making a lot more... it's fancy. looks like food. It looks like food. Albeit one you don't want to eat. No. Uh, there's a salmon and zucchini with honey miso dressing, salmon cannellini c- cakes with lime cilantro remoulade. Okay. Where do I buy this cookbook? It's a free PDF. Oh, yeah. so we can get it. Yeah, it's just I'm, I have it open on my phone. We could make these right now. Let's make a recipe from here. <laughs> I just like, it's, just, it's just tacos though. I know it's just tacos, but it's like at best this looks this remind this is gonna remind me of air, airplane food. Do oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have to look at the recipes. White fish dressed with cannellini beans. No. If this was from any other cookbook, yeah. I I wouldn't be so hesitant. But the fact that it has an ad at the end of it for fancy feast petite. I just cat think it's food. a very weird marketing idea. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I feel like go funny. Like make the recipes really on the nose, but yes. human versions. Yes. So that would be a funny marketing I, thing. I want to see what they're comparing it to. Or I would like, this is food that you and your cat can eat together. Ooh. Share a meal. Yeah, I like that. Like all the ingredients in this dish are okay for your cat to eat. Yes, they can have a bite. Yeah. <laughs> you can put it in their little crystal goblet. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. yeah. You could share a meal with your cat. That yeah. would be, I would be interested in that. That would be fun. Yeah. So if you're interested, you can find this cookbook for free online in a PDF format. Okay. And our last story is about a new sandwich coming out at McDonald's. (gasps) Ooh. Now, this is a new chicken sandwich. It's crispy chicken, bacon, and a butter honey sauce. It's a breakfast sandwich. Is it on a biscuit? It's on a biscuit. Oh. That sounds good. It does sound good. This is out of delish.com. It says, last year may have been the year of the chicken sandwich thanks to Popeyes, but this year McDonald's is determined to give them a run for their money. Though Burger King has already announced its plans to release a new and improved chicken sandwich on their lunch menu, later this year McDonald's is switching things up a bit and marketing their latest chicken-centric creation to breakfast lovers. Available at participating locations in the Sacramento and Stockton, California areas. What? This is only in Sacramento and Stockton? What? What? Why there? Maybe if this is a successful sandwich, they'll expand the locations. Can I just say, I don't need the bacon. I don't want the bacon. I feel like the honey butter sauce with a biscuit and a chick fried chicken, that sounds good. I don't need the bacon. Don't, ba- it's like, don't, don't put don't, bacon on everything. Don't gild the lily. Yeah. You don't no. need it all the time. And I like bacon, but I feel like it's very unnecessary here. I think because bacon had such a moment 10 years ago where everyone it was like a meme that now people think right. that... It's like you, extra. It's like, ooh. If you put bacon on it, it must be better. Yeah. I love bacon, but I always feel like, come on. It's like when I heard this immediately, I was like, take the bacon off. I thought the same thing. It's just the honey butter. And I, you know what? I have requested bacon be taken off of things. 
at restaurants before and yeah. the person next to me is always like, oh, you don't like bacon? Like, no, I love bacon. I just don't need right. it on everything. No, it's it's it has its purpose. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, no, that sounds great. I like I love honey butter, like honey biscuits and fried <sighs> chicken. Like fr- I always put honey on my fried chicken. Yeah. I love that. I love it too. That sounds I bet you that's gonna be a hit. They need to expand this to more McDonald's locations. And I think it's it's going to be key. I think I have had one of their biscuit sandwiches, and their biscuits They're are good. pretty good. Their biscuits yeah. are good. Yeah. I like getting the sausage biscuit. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. We have a couple listener emails. I first want to talk about our listener, Ian, who sent us a fried chicken recipe that we're going to have to try. Oh, yeah. And he also included some pictures of his cat's which I'm obsessed with. They're so cute. One of them is a Tabby Point Siamese named Simone, who's 18 years old. And his other cat is named Petunia. And she's five years old. And she's a calico who begs for food like Tiny Tim. You want to see pictures? Yes. That's the calico. Oh, yeah. She's pretty. I did look, but I want to see them again. Aw. I love calicos. I know. Look at this. (gasps) Oh, that's like a lynx point. Yeah. So cute. Anyway, thanks for the chicken recipe. And thanks for... We love seeing pictures of your cats. I love the cats. Send us a picture of the fried chicken next time you make it. Yeah. Yeah. This email is from Sasha. 
And I thought we would help this girl out because obviously discontinued food is an issue very near and dear to our heart. Yeah. She is asking for our help and for the help of Hollywood crime from Hollywood crime scene listeners. Okay. She says that she's hoping you can use your platform or personal snack knowledge to help me figure this out. When I was younger, I'm 32 now, so I'm thinking elementary or middle school, late 90s slash early to mid 2000s, I lived and died for these Entenmann's cookies. They were some sort of shortbread or more crumbly texture than a standard chocolate chip cookie, and they had thin lines of drizzled chocolate all over the tops of them. I got these every time we went to the supermarket. I inhaled these every time I got home. To this day, they'll pop into my mind on random occasions, and every time I go on a crazy Googling spiral in search of them, I have never found any reference to them anywhere. (laughs) At this point, I'm starting to feel like I've invented their whole existence. It makes me fucking crazy that I can't even find a damn picture of these things online. If you or any of your followers have any information on these cookies, please let me know. Wow. Help ease the years-long mental torture. Please help me find finally prove to myself that I did not completely hallucinate an entire line of cookies slash years of eating them. Now, some crime podcasts help solve cases. <laughs> Us, however... I'm dedicated to finding these cookies I and I want them. I want to try them too. I, I Look, I'm a huge fan of Entenmann's. I love the brand. I grew up inhaling their <laughs> soft chocolate chip cookies that I would get home from school, latchkey kid, and I would put those fuckers in the microwave for like <gasps> 10 seconds so they tasted freshly baked. Oh my God, Desi, this is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sad. They were delicious. <laughs> I also love their chocolate coated donuts, the waxy chocolate coated donuts. I, I love them. I love those donuts. The best packaged donuts ever. ever. They're so ever. fucking good. So I'm a huge fan of Entenmann's. Uh, I don't recall these cookies at all, but I had already moved to LA. It seems if it was like mid 2000s, I was here. You think they sell more Entenmann's varieties in, on the East Coast? I think it's an East Coast brand. I mean, they sell them here. I know. I think I think that they probably have more items on the East Coast. Right. And here they ship out the donuts and other things like that. The, the coffee cake. Yeah, the more popular stuff. I bet you there's more, like kind of like the McDonald's story, like they test things out there probably that never make it across the country. Right. That's what I'm guessing because... I've, I remember seeing way more Entman's products when I lived in New York than I ever have here. Right. In fact, I don't think I even thought they sold Entman's till, until a very long time, like after I lived in LA. Right. So I have no idea, but I, I'm, I'll probably research it later today, <laughs> knowing me. Like, what do they sell here? I mean, I, I betcha they're located on the East Coast. I think they probably just have more stuff. But uh, that sounds really good. And I, I just can't, I'm like racking my brain. I don't remember like a shortbread cookie with the drizzled chocolate. And that sounds like something, to be honest, I would have bought right. if, I saw, if it came in my, it came right. in my eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but, Sasha, we've heard your pleas for help. Yeah. We hear you. We see you. We yeah. support you. And we want you to find these cookies. Someone's going to write us in, I have a feeling. I, Someone list- gave us the Red Lobster commercial. I'm telling you, we have like the smartest listeners, the most resourceful listeners. Okay. We will find these cookies, God damn it! I don't care how long it takes to we'll find I, them. I loved her little plea where it's like, she just wants to see a picture of them again. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I get that feeling. Yes. It's like, I don't care if I ever taste them again, although that would be nice. Yes. I just want to see that they did exist. Like that is such a great feeling to see something from your childhood that you thought you would have imagined or something? Well, honestly, uh, several years ago, many years ago on Twitter, I, I had thought for a long time I had hallucinated Vianetta. And oh, it, really? Yes. Oh. But this was a long time yeah. ago. This was before a lot of people were remembering Vianetta right, right. and talking about it. And it wasn't until Jennifer tweeted about Vianetta once. She was like, oh, remember this? And I was like, yes, I do. Rem-. Like, I did... Oh my God! You're the who's only- Jennifer? Gross. 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jennifer, like she's a, I mean, it's, I mean, she, I, we both follow her on Twitter and oh. she follows us, but I mean, we're not if, like, she's not if, in our friend circle. I just feel Jennifer, like, you know, Jennifer, I feel like she should be synonymous with discontinued foods that's also true. or food in general, food in yeah. general. Cause that's she's right. You're right. Cause she, she, she's a food lover as well in the same way that yeah, we are. Definitely. Uh, so I, she tweeted about it years ago, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I thought I was the only one who remembered. Yeah. But no, it had a big cult following. So maybe these cookies also have a following waiting to emerge yeah, I'm that excited. we don't know I'm about. I'm really excited to get an email about this. Me too. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, so so is good that, luck. Those are our reader emails. That's it? That's it. Okay, cool. Let's talk about what we watched this week, what we listened to, et cetera. Okay, I do have a really good podcast recommendation and I haven't completed it. It's like um, an eight-part series and it's called Welcome to Your Fantasy and it's about the history of Chippendales. Oh my God. And there's like, the the founder of Chippendales had like, uh, it's like a Boogie Nights, the guy who played, <laughs> the guy played by um, Goddamn, the guy. Marky Mark? No, no, no. The Coke guy the um, with the mustache. Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. It's like that kind of character because I, I feel like shootings happen. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Uh, so it's um, really excited. I just started it. So if you like history, especially this kind of history, it's like the early 80s. Um, it's on Spotify only though. So that's obviously not everyone has Spotify. Um, but uh, look for it elsewhere. Maybe maybe it's posted elsewhere. I haven't looked. So yeah, I'm very into that podcast right now. It's like right up my alley. Wow. I had no idea Chippendales had all this <laughs> juicy shit going on. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so good. I'm, You'll I'm love into it. it. I'm You're so into it. into it. So into it. So that's my podcast. Um, and then shows. Wow. Well, <laughs> both of us finished the QAnon docuseries on HBO because it ended this week. Yeah. Weren't you excited when it was two two episodes the last day? Because I was like, I thought I had to wait another week. Oh and I was God. like, thank you, Jesus, when it, they both popped up. <laughs> First of all, this whenever I'd, I always would watch this docuseries like right before bed. So I would have like the gnarliest, most fucked up dreams. I had weird dreams too. It's because of this fucking documentary. It poisoned my brain. It did. But I mean, it, it left me reeling after every episode. Same. Yeah. There's like, like a lot of information coming at you. Like I said, when we initially talked about this series, when I first started watching it, I like had to like pace myself just because you're watching like some of the worst people imaginable. I'm going to have to like go back and rewatch because I honestly feel like I missed things because I was so reeling from one piece of information yeah. <laughs> that I wasn't even paying attention or maybe I Googled something like... I, cause I was like, I have to immediately see who this is or wait, what's this? Like, yeah. Uh, like I remember looking up soap land. I was like, what's soap land? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what that, I had never heard of that. The uh, two guys, the two villains at the center of all of this are, are father just, and son. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so good. And like the more I think about it, I feel like in hindsight, like one day this will be considered one of the best documentaries. Really? Yes, because they co- totally cracked open this thing, in my opinion, right. that was some complete weird mystery uh, that created a lot of however you feel about QAnon, and I doubt we have any Q listeners. If so, please let me be your new Q. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it really unmasked this fucking thing that we've all been sort of dealing with, Right, this group of people. Right. And it's like, it's an insane story. I feel like it's, I feel like there's been a lot of crime. They're, they're coming out all the time. This is by far to me, one of the best ones of recent times. Well, like like we were talking about before we started recording that it, it has like a very Jinx-esque ending in that there's a reveal that I'm sure the filmmaker didn't plan on having this reveal happened much like in the jinx where it's like, Oh, come on. Like just accidentally. Well, I heard that also the two main subjects did not, uh, see the final episodes. So they didn't know until it was aired. What happened? They didn't know that the filmmakers slant on the series either, which I felt was smart. He didn't tell them this was a pro or anti QAnon. I think he did a good job though. Like obviously 
he's probably leans anti Q. I'm but, sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I feel like very few people are pro Q who aren't involved in it to begin with, right? Yeah. Like, uh, but I thought he did a good job of of trying or coming off objective. Like he did sort of talk to them respectfully and let them speak their minds. Like, but that's sort of where they fell apart. Right. They spoke at all. <laughs> like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like they got very all he had to do was just let them speak. And right. it, it did the work for him without right. him leading them anywhere or anything like that. So you've got these two guys with huge egos who, like we talked about earlier, want to get credit for what they did. Right. And they just can't resist the temptation of it. Right. I think. So yeah. I mean, and we talked about uh, probably a year ago when we both listened to that reply all two-part episode. So I already knew who these two individuals were and sort of just assumed, oh, this is who started QAnon. These are the people. Me too. But it's still, even if you know that going in, it's still riveting regardless. I think the thing that's riveting to me is these are two of the worst liars I've ever seen in my life. Like truly... I mean, I, that's how I imagine I look when I'm lying, which is why I don't lie. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like they literally can't not smile through every lie. Like yeah. they're a little kid with like a fucking shitty diaper like, or like whatever. Like yeah. they cannot not smile through right. every lie. It's crazy. Right. Like someone tweeted something. They're like, please play poker with me. <laughs> like they're so awful at it. It's like the only way they got away with this is because they were never on camera. It's like, why did you do this? Like. That's what's shocking to me. Like, I couldn't believe that they agreed to this. They're like, such narcissists that they couldn't not yeah. be on camera. It's so good. I really recommend it. Like, especially if you haven't, if you don't know anything about it, it really lays it out for you very well. Even if you know about it, I enjoyed it from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's good. I mean, and I am fascinated by the whole QAnon movement and how it started. And like, I would like, it would be interesting to go into like if we had a docu series following this, just the psychology behind yes brainwashing and this type of conspiracy. Or once you go down these roads, why it's really hard to admit you were wrong. Yes, do you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff, and then it makes you double down. Yeah. I think. Well, I like I I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but there's a Reddit board that I read sometimes called QAnon Casualties. Oh yeah, I've seen it. And yeah. it's about it's for it's a forum for people who have family members or spouses who fell down the Q rabbit hole. Yeah. And them dealing with that and it's like pretty wild. I think it's just a nice not nice but like an interesting microcosm of how the internet in general can be very dangerous (laughs) as far as getting people in these little groups and making them feel a certain way. And then it leaks into the real world. uh, And then it's just these, you know, guys online in the Philippines pulling all these strings. And these guys are like the Joker. Yeah. Like they don't fucking care. Right. Uh, So yeah, it's very interesting. I don't think I watched anything else. I did. Did you? I <laughs> I feel like I did, but I'm forgetting. I by total chance, I was looking for a good fun thriller to watch last night and I found the perfect one if you're in the mood for something so over the top and ridiculous and edge of your seat. Please go watch Unhinged starring Russell Crowe. Oh, wait, I saw this. It's you, good. You saw I it? I didn't see it. I saw it. I saw it just came out. It's you got to watch it. Okay, I'm going to watch gotta it. You got to watch it. I, well, I'm, I saw people n- ragging on it and I was like, that looks good to me. Dude, I, look, I gave it a three stars on Letterboxd. Ooh, you okay. know what? Here's the thing. This is why I'm like so hesitant to like use Letterboxd all these years is because I, you know what? I don't, I don't want to have to defend my, the things I like, the movie choices I like, because I know I like some movies that are like, I love movies that are considered high art, but I like a lot of movies that are not considered high art. Yeah, me too. And I don't want to have to fucking defend that to somebody. If I watch a whole movie and enjoy it, it's good. Same. Yeah. Like solid three stars. I can recognize the difference between good like high art (laughs) but if like i think thrillers especially i'm very willing to watch a shitty thriller oh yeah of that of all genres that one probably the most will draw me in this is right up your fucking alley desi i mean it has and i love russell crowe too it has everything you want in a thriller it is over the top it is very tense i was i had no snacks in my house because if i did have snacks i would have stress ate okay 
I'm into it. It's no, so I good. saw it and I and then I got disappointed <laughs> when I saw some people being mean. But I love Russell Crowe. I don't know why. I just you love do? him. Yes. <laughs> I love him. Wow. I love this Russell Crowe. This is brand Crow. new information. Really? I thought I've talked about him. I before. like big asses and you like Russell Crowe. But he kind of has a big ass sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he fluctuates. And he, you know what? And he's a big boy in this movie. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's a big boy. See, he's one of those guys who I think looks really hot and glad, like when they were like muscular. But he also looks good to me when he gains weight. Like, look, I like big guys. Me too. I've dated a lot of large men. Look, you want a guy who you makes you feel a little teeny te- flower. <laughs> He can throw me down. I don't have to worry. If they pick me up, I don't have to feel self-conscious. I have, <laughs> I'm just saying I have absolutely zero preference when it comes to body types for men. Oh, me either. No. I like a chonky boy. I like a skinny boy. Yeah. I don't, you're I all, don't think about it. You're all beautiful. Yeah. Uh, no, I do like Russell Crowe. I know he's probably problematic, but what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I was so excited to talk to you about this movie because I just knew, I was like, well, I bet Desi would like this. Oh, I'm going to watch it tonight. I can't wait. It was fun. That's good. It was definitely, I had fun. I need now, now I'm jonesing for like a similar movie like that tonight. I did watch one other thing and it's probably not for everyone. And I'm surprised I even enjoyed it. It's a documentary series on formula one racing. What? I know it's so weird, but it's, it's incredibly stressful. And then there's so much drama. Well, formula one racing, first of all, it's not NASCAR, it's international. So they're racing in Monaco, like across the world. So it's just like a different vibe. It's like all these Australians and like Europeans and like whatever. But then there's all this, I, I, my friend, our friend Andy recommended it to me and I was like, I was like, well, to be honest, I have zero, I have not, I don't know anything about Formula One. He's like, it doesn't matter. I have never seen a single race. And it's like, you're watching they're like, oh shit, the Red Bull team hates the Ronald, like the Aston Martin team. Like, it's just like this funny drama. So if you're into sports kind of documentaries, this is a three, it, there's three seasons on Netflix. I think it's like 10 episodes per season, but you get really riveted by the drama behind the scenes of these racing teams and they all fucking hate each other and are competitive. It's just kind of an interesting show. So if you're into that, check it out on Netflix. It's it's pretty good, I have to say, surprisingly. Because nice. I'm not into car racing at all. Yeah. But it's like what we've talked about before. It's like it's a soap opera basically set in this world right. with these guys being all dramatic about it's everything. It's a documentary? It's a docu-series. And it's three seasons? It's three, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's almost like a reality TV show set in Formula One racing. Uh, so... Yeah, there's like one track where they're the track is literally through a European city streets, <laughs> but it's all it's just crazy. But it's really the drama between like the older racer and the young guy comes on the team. It's just it's really uh, it's funny, like it's interesting, and it's like 30 minutes an episode. I mean, I just blew through like four episodes. I was like, this is pretty good. Like, I think I turned it on thinking, like, what the hell, I'm falling asleep. And then, of course, it was like 2 a.m. I was like, damn, I watched four episodes. <laughs> So yeah, I don't even, I don't know who that's for, but if you're desperate, like I guess I was, <laughs> it was surprisingly good. Uh, what'd you eat? Well, I'm trying to eat healthier this week cause I did feel sick for a while or under the weather or just run down. So I've been trying to eat like more fruits and vegetables. And then I started drinking. This is very LA of me. I bought a bunch of alkaline water. <laughs> Desi and I were talking about alkaline water and how it kind of tastes like thick. I like that thick water. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's a thick water. So they had it at Trader Joe's. So I was like, I'm going to, I bought like a few big bottles of it. Uh, so at least I didn't pay $10 a bottle at some fucking health food store. It was yeah. like $1.49. Right. For a huge ass fucking bottle. Yeah. That's so, the way to go. Yeah. So I don't know. I like it. It tastes really good. I mean, I love water. I drink water. All- I'm the only person I know who like, uh, like drinks a lot of water. You are. You're the only person I know too. I'm saying like yeah. Desi can vouch for me. Like I, I'm like a camel. Yeah. I drink so much water. I do feel better when I drink water, but it's definitely not what I think of drinking. I'm going to drink <laughs> I'm, some right now. I drink coffee, like yeah. a lot of coffee and I drink split, uh, spendrifts. I don't know if that counts as water. It's, it's waterish. Uh, 
but yeah, I, sh- I, I do feel better when I drink more water. So I'm going to try to drink more water. It doesn't have to be alkaline, but good uh, for you. Yeah. So yeah, I've been eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. Good. I Should we talk about the cake soup. we had? Oh yeah. Well, your birthday dinner. I was not being healthy that night. Well, <laughs> after we recorded on Monday night, which was my birthday, we, Desi brought me a princess cake, which is my favorite cake in the world. We've talked about princess cake on the show before, I am sure. It is a sponge cake with layers of raspberry jam and pastry cream, and it has whipped cream on top, and then it is covered in a dome of green marzipan. Yeah. Like a thin layer. A thin layer of green marzipan. It's so good. It's the perfect cake to me. It's very good. It's very good. We had yeah. that. I made some chicken stock yesterday. Yeah. Good to have that in the freezer always. Yeah. I'm going to make some chicken stock yeah. again. I'm going to try again. Do Maybe it. with less, oil, less fat. <laughs> it got too oily for me. I couldn't... It turned into gel, gelatin. It's good when it turns into gelatin. That's when you know it's healthy, is when your chicken stock, when you put it in the fridge and the next morning you take it out and it's straight gel, that's when you know you got all the collagen in it. (laughs) I'm saying. Yes, it tasted good. I just feel like a little less oily would have been better for me. It's the fat for you that you want. Yes. But the gelatin is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The gelatin's good. Um, So, yeah, that's all I got. Then I'm still thinking about that cake. It was good. Every part of that cake is so yummy. So Desi, you had like one slice at my house. Mm-hmm. I had a slice. When you left, I ate the rest of that cake. You did? Uh-huh. Damn. It took, took me two days, but I finished it. It's it's a very light cake. <laughs> it's mostly <laughs> whipped cream. You. Thank you for enabling me. <laughs> oh, also we had a very good beer. Or I did. I didn't. Yeah, but I, I did from your brother's bar. My brother brought over some a cherry, like a cherry. You explain it. It was like a, it was like a cherry ale. So it was really, it tasted almost like wineish because it was thick and red and bubbly. It was so good. Yeah, I really liked it. I've been dying to try it for a long time because Brendan told me about it like years ago. Yeah. So we finally got to have that. It was very exciting. Right. And I'm glad it lived up to the hype. Me too. I never, I, I can never try any of these beers. My brother does make a couple non-alcoholic, like uh, teas. I think. Okay. Or they like get bubbly. Yeah, he does something. He has like two non-alcoholic beverages that he always gives me if yeah. I go over there. Okay. Yeah. Well, we so should go. When we we, can. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. All right. That's it. Bye. Bye. 